it is Friday. The what is it? The tenth. Yep, the tenth day of February two thousand and twenty-three. Coming to you live from the living room this week. Our humble abode as the broadcast palace uh, awaits uh, rebirth, if you will. needs to be fixed, uh, just like the Chinese spy system needs to be revised, fixed. Spy balloon. That, uh, the United States paid roughly $22 million just to shoot down. I read that and I, you know, I was like, oh, I can't be right. That seems like a lot of money. <clears throat> sure enough, apparently getting... Getting the pilots ready. They, they counted a lot of shit, but like getting the pilots ready, um, organizing everything from, you know, the, the, the minute they found the fucking thing to all the work that it took to like jam it. <laughs> jam it. Oh, that's great. It's still a fucking great gag. Why don't we jam it? We've been jammed. Raspberry. Only one man dares give me the raspberry. All right, that's too much. Um, but then, you know, then the F-22 that they fucking sent up there, more than one. And then the goddamn missile they used to do the actual shooting down. And my guess is it doesn't really include all the bullshit that went went down, like, on the ground, where they had to ground planes for two hours, move all the boats out of the harbor, outside of... I think it was Myrtle Beach. Just to get ready for when it actually crashed. And of course the Chinese are crying foul, but come on now. You send something like that out over the country in strategic places and then you whine about it being shot down? Like, if we did that to them, what the fuck do you think they're going to do? They're going to shoot it down. But it's all a game. It's just, it's, it's just all a fucking game. It, you know, seems the People's Republic isn't above the theatrics any more than us Yanks. So, but, uh, and, and apparently they'd done this before. Like, back when old Tidy Whitey's Don was in charge, they did it, like, three or four times, apparently, and they didn't get caught. So they figured they could just keep doing it. <laughs> Uncle Joe doesn't fuck around with that shit, though. Listen, when he sees a balloon, he fucking shoots it down. So it works. Or we wanted to send that same F-22 to Marjorie Taylor Greene's office and shoot that shit down, too. That fucking ignoramus. But theatrics, man, you know? It's the same everywhere until people start getting hurt. And then you just have a, a giant clusterfuck. On this week's show, I have uh, a lot of stuff to talk about, but it seems that most of it is music-related. So, not the worst thing. I was hoping I would have more inane shit to talk about, but I really don't for some reason. I gotta check the old phone and see if I'm missing something. I I, I have a feeling that I am. I just can't remember what. Um, and but I am recording from the fucking living room here, so we'll see how this plays out. Um, but I'm gonna talk concerts, music, more theatrics, food, grocery store managers, and jobs, jobs. Not sure which. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. That's all I've got. Wow, this is fucking boring, huh? 
Anyways, it's all right here, right now, on episode number 149 of Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet, with a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity, guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. What up, what up, what up, what up? How we doing? How you feeling? Things are good, I hope. Um, I'm okay. Thanks for asking. Not that you care, but thank you. Um, I am uh, sitting on the sofa with our fancy... Uh, I don't even know what you would call it. Um, it's a coffee table. Nope, that's not it. There's more to the coffee table, trust me. It, you basically like pull up the the whole table. It's mechanized if in if you would if you would. Fuck, I can't talk. I've been talking nonstop since like 8:30 this morning. It hasn't stopped. It's been brutal. It's a brutal day. I worked so hard talking on the phone about New Zealand all fucking day. Then I just got done with a fucking phenomenal interview. Um, with a uh, with a writer uh, named Robert Dean, super interesting guy, and so he's going to be. Um, that'll that'll be on next week's show because I got to edit it a bit, and with next week's show being episode number one fifty, I wanted to have a guest on, and it turns out that this dude is fucking cool as hell. So it was nice to it was a nice conversation, even though we had. A boatload of tech issues, but it worked out great. So, um, you know, I get to promote the fuck out of the guy's book. He gets to come on. We talk about music and Chicago and diners and stuff. So it was it was an excellent conversation. So I'm looking forward to to um, all three of you hearing said conversation. And now here I am, um, you know, approaching my bedtime. Uh, recording a podcast that nobody will listen to. It's not entirely accurate, but you should tell your friends. I implore you. Um, so this fucking Chinese balloon thing, all right? I find I find a lot of this incredibly interesting because it's so stupid. Um, the Chinese send a send a balloon over to you know, to, to surveil various sites across the country. Now, it, it, I've seen a couple of, of images where showing the track of the, of the fucking balloon. Flying over Montana by nuclear missile silos is, is, you know, all right, fine. If this was 1950, I could understand doing this. There has to be more to it. Super high altitude balloon, basically tracking and, and looking at sites that the fucking 
that Google Maps can find for you. It's not a fucking secret where these things are. Everybody fucking knows it. So, you know, I don't know. They ha- obviously, there's more to it. But the worst part about it is was was the reaction, right? You had a bunch of these fucking cosplay cowboys on, on the right, um, you know, saying they were going to shoot it down. If I see that balloon, I'm going to shoot it down. And of course, they have a southern accent, because why not? Even if they're not from the south. They have a southern accent. Why? I don't know. Why? Why do dumb people think that the southern accent is so appealing? I'm watching uh, wrestling the other night because that's I, I'm still that guy. I still watch it. Not religiously like I once did, but every now and again I pop it on. Brock Lesnar, who's from Minnesota, mind you, comes out. He's got a, mic, mic, a microphone. Yeah, listen to me. Why do you talk like that? When I can't talk. So he comes out and he's, you know, he's cutting a promo in the ring. And he's got a fucking drawl. That's not how he talks. Cut the shit. People that use the word y'all that live or are from north of the Mason-Dixon line should be flogged. (laughs) I hate that fucking word so much, y'all. Oh, it just sticks in my craw. Anywho, where was I? Oh, the cosplay cowboys. So listen, like J.D. Vance, for example, in Ohio. Ohio. This fucking guy's out there with his $1,500 shoes, like sitting in his backyard on a, on a log with his fucking, uh, with his long rifle, thinking he's going to shoot down a fucking, he's looking up in the sky. I'm like, oh man, if that thing comes by me, I'm shooting it down. Like one, you're not. Two, you can't. Uh, and three, you won't. But, you know, you got to post this picture to act like a fucking hardo. Because, again, it's all theatrics. And you know what the funny part is? How many how many of these dumb motherfuckers were posting, you know, shit like that on TikTok? Do people really know what fucking TikTok is all about? Do they know? Nope. You have way more to worry about with TikTok than you do with a fucking Chinese weather balloon. The Chinese app that's in your kid's phone or in your phone is causing way more problems than this fucking balloon. But, you know, if that gets brought up, everyone's like, oh, you can't take away TikTok. Why would you do that? It's just cute cat videos and dancing. And dancing kids, is it? You idiot. Cut the shit. It's just so, you know, no one bats an eyelash. Millions of Americans willfully sharing all kinds of personal data all day, every day, on that stupid fucking app. So spare me the bullshit with this balloon... Spare me the outrage. The president said, hey, we're shooting it down. And end of discussion. Oh, but he didn't shoot it down right away. It had a fucking, like, seven-mile debris field. If they shot that down over anything, something was going to happen. If it lands on somebody's car, what do you think happens? I mean, this is a high-altitude thing. It wasn't just a balloon. 
Like it was carrying uh, basically a satellite through the sky. Stop being dumb. Can we just please stop being dumb for five fucking minutes? Is that really too much to ask? Why, yes, it is, David. It is indeed too much to ask. And the State of the Union, I didn't even bother to watch it. You want to know why? Because it was probably boring. It was, and quite frankly, it's refreshing because government should be boring. Yet you have, again, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I, you know, it's almost as if her in, in um, what's her fucking name in Colorado, Bobbitt, I, I wanted to call her Lorena. It's not Lorena. I can't remember her fucking name. Babbitt? Babbitt? No, that's the fucking girl that, <laughs> that's the fucking girl that got killed. <laughs> Ugh. Fuck is her name? Can I think of her fucking name? Obert. I was close. Anyways, they're just a couple of dumb bimbos that are, you know, probably looking to get fucked. That's eh, kind of a rash assumption, is it not? And it's, you know, they have a, uh, a fucking uh, contest to see who can be the most ridiculous on a weekly basis. Green shows up to the, to fucking Congress in like a, a, a white, an all white, like fur lined suit. And she starts screaming. Kevin McCarthy has no goddamn clue how to handle these fucking people. None, none. And he has no fucking backbone at all and no clue. He's, they've only been in power for a month and it's already just a, a Ridiculous shit show. I don't understand it. I also don't want to talk about politics. I fucking hate politics. What am I doing? It's an easy fucking target, man. It's an easy target. But what can you do? What can you do, right? Nothing. Let's talk about better stuff, huh? All right, yeah, fun stuff, better stuff. So the last two weeks, I've managed to go to uh, two, two concerts. I've been to fucking show. I can't remember the last show I went to before last Sunday. Went to see Anthrax and at the Mohegan Sun Casino. They have a pretty nice barn over there at Mohegan Sun. It's not terrible. Um, and I enjoyed it. Black Label Society opened up. Zach Wilde can fucking shred. I like the guy cheesy as fuck. Um, but the Duke and Whale, he's excellent. Yeah, enjoyable, enjoyable set, must say. Uh, Anthrax came out, uh, played all the hits for the most part. Joy Belladonna cannot sing. He was okay, but the guy can't sing. One benefit, though, something that struck me and had a very 
profound effect upon me. Joey Belladonna is on the, you know, his face is on the big screen. I looked at it and I said, I know, who does he look like? You know, the look-alike game, looky-loo game, as the English call it. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm staring at this screen. I'm, it's The image is burned into my forehead. And I, into my forehead? Ugh. The image is burned in my brain. I can't figure out who he looks like. And then, it happened. He looks like Skeletor from the Masters of the Universe movie from the 80s. The Dolph Lundgren vehicle post-Rocky IV. Frank Langella was the actor. And he looked, he looked, fucking Joey Belladonna could be, could play that Skeletor again with very little makeup. They would just need to make him like purple. And that would be it. Same fucking guy. I came out of that show thinking, all right, it, it was worth, it was worth the drive in, in, uh, Negative five degree weather on a Friday night after work. You know, the two hours to get down there and the two hours to get back. It was worth it just so I could say that Joey Belladonna looks like Frank Langella's Skeletor. <laughs> One thing that I pointed out, and it's it's something that has been bothering me for years, and it, I'm kind of upset that having this uh, outlet to complain about dumb shit that I never really thought of this, but every single metal show that I've ever been to, where there was an active, or at least somewhat active, mosh pit, if you will. There's always that one guy in the pit, right, who... All right, hold on. Let me back up. There's always multiple guys in the pit doing different things, right? There's there's the guy who is there just to fight, right? Like, he literally just wants to throw hands, um, and he's not... He doesn't care two shits about the band, too much energy, running around, just trying to like be the king of the pit. All right. There's like the the smaller guy who is a fan of the band, likes to be in the pit because it, you know, it goes with the with the music. A um, lot of energy, constantly getting knocked over. So he's constantly being picked up off the floor. There's that guy. The guy that drives me crazy, okay, there's always one guy who feels the need to just stand in the middle of the pit, not actually doing anything. He just stands there, just trying to act like a tough guy. And in this particular instance, that guy was there. He was at the show. The The, the mosh pit scene was not really that great. Um, once they were admonished by, by Scott Ian... Uh, did it start to pick up a little bit? And then that's when this guy, uh, you know, he shined because the light is down upon him now because he's he's bigger than, um, you know, most of the people in the pit. And he's standing there, clearly does not give a fuck about this band because he's not even like, he's not nodding his head. He's not doing, he's just standing there trying to look like a hardo wearing a pair of black gloves and his black t-shirt, his black fucking pants. Fuck you, pal. Just fuck you. Like, nobody gives a solid fuck about you. 
except for you. And they just this it that that guy always seems to ruin it for everybody for no reason, other than he gets his jolly off. Jolly, say too much talking today, David. He gets his jollies off just being that guy, and I can't stand it. Like I was never a mosh pit guy. I was always the periphery. I was always the one looking in, being like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." Because I'm like, "Look." I'm short, I'm fat, I'm weak. I'm not getting involved in that crap. What are you, nuts? What are you, fucking nuts, guy? No fucking way. Anywho. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. First time I ever went to um, Mohegan Sun, didn't spend a dime in that building. Not one solitary single dime left my pocket. I had to put gas in the car on the way home, and that was it. That was all the money I spent, because I got the tickets for free. Thank you to Mark and Amanda for the free tickets. Appreciate you. Totally defeated the whole point of Mohegan Sun giving the tickets away, because they were given to people who didn't spend a fucking dime in the building. <laughs> Me and my buddy John, pretty, pretty sure John didn't. I was going to buy some merch, but when the show was over, the merch booth was gone. How much sense does that make? Zero. Zero. So, interesting show. And then, Wednesday night, um, went to see Alter Bridge in Boston. And if you listened to the the episode with... um, the Quiet Violent, we talked about you know, venues around the city. And I don't know if we named it specifically or if Bobby mentioned it or, or if Donnie mentioned it, but um, this particular show Wednesday night was at Roadrunner in Brighton on Guest Street. Back in the day, there was nothing on Guest Street except for like uh, the uh, WGBH building, I think that's what it was, PBS building, I should say, PBS, New Balance, and a couple radio stations. That was pretty much it. Now, there's the Bruins Practice Center, the Celtics Practice Center, um, the, the, the PBS building is built up, the radio stations aren't there anymore, uh, although there is still a radio station on Soldiers, 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 oh, fuck, God, I hate doing this. Soldiers, soldiers, <laughs> soldiers field road. Fuck off, David. God. Uh, but man, what a fucking cool, what a cool venue. Legitimately a cool venue. The, the sight lines are pretty good unless you're in the corners closest to the stage you don't really see the riser which was kind of kind of a bummer but you know um honestly it was, it was terrific loud as fuck i had to put the ear the earplugs in because i didn't wear the earplugs in anthrax and i paid for it um i put them in last night for alter bridge after seeing the opener which was uh, mammoth wvh um I was impressed with their live show. 
very good. No surprise that Wolfgang Van Halen is a very good musician. Like, is he's not his father by any stretch. He's not nearly as charismatic. But excellent, excellent musician. I hope he just keeps playing and getting better, keeps writing music and getting better. Uh, because there's just, you know, he's still young, so he's going to be around for a while. <laughs> so it's going to be a band I can go and see down the road. I don't know. Kind of a weird way to put it. But, um, yeah, but my old ass can't do it anymore. Just can't. Like, I've already got the fucking, you know, tinnitus in the left ear. It's just the constant screaming beep. Um, so I, I can't make them any worse than they already are. So, you know. I have to suffer the indignity of being that guy. I always made fun of the people with the earplugs, but man, now I need them. I have to do it. So I'm going to invest in some better earplugs for future shows. I'm going to another concert in a couple weeks. Three in a month. It's fucking unreal. Used to go to shows all the time. You know, there was one year I went to like 52 shows. It's a lot of shows. But yeah, good times, man, huh? Yeah, man, good times. Uh, but yeah, seriously. Roadrunner is a, is a nice venue. I'm very curious. Like, Apparently, the company that owns them also owns a bunch of other places. And I'm curious to see what those are like. I don't really know specifically what else they own, but, you know. One of the, th the things that struck me is that all the restrooms, I think except for, no, actually all the restrooms were um, like unisex. They weren't called unisex. What, was, what would they call it? Like all gender or gen gender neutral bathrooms is what it was called. And quite frankly, look, if, if, if you have a bunch of adults, it should be fine. The problem is, you know, add alcohol to those adults. And it, my guess is that there's issues every now and again. I understand the point of, of, you know, constructing it that way and, and showing it off that way. I just, I don't know. It makes me wonder how long that's going to last. I mean, it's been open for like a year or more. Maybe actually probably open maybe a few years now, but I just, I see something happening that makes them change it because that's just how the shit goes. You get fucking a bunch of alcohol around people, and it's going to cause a problem. But we'll see. I'm not sure. <clears throat> so, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that show. Uh, they put on a great show. There was not nearly enough of uh, Mark Tremonti's uh, guitar playing. I was really hoping for a handful of more solos just because I, I, like his, uh, I like his guitar playing. He sang two songs which I found interesting. Uh, one, he actually does the vocals on the new album. Good song, not bad. And then he did a, a, a song from the first album when he should not have been singing. So there you go. That is my music update. The Complaints and Observations music update brought to you by The Quiet Violent. Who are still waiting on a new EP thanks to their fucking lazy-ass producer, Jake. I don't even know if that's true, but still. Mm-hmm. I left something out. <clears throat> and I was talking about uh, Wednesday night show. So 
There's a former DJ from the uh, WAAF days, Mistress Carrie. Mistress Carrie was like the the hard rock, pseudo sort of metal-ish uh, DJ. Very good at self-promoting. She came out on stage before the show. Uh, apparently she lives and works uh, west of town. She's on a another radio station that one of the few rock stations remaining. So she comes out and she, you know, she's uh, promoting her podcast because she's going to have Mark Tremonti on, which I'll probably check out just because I'm interested. I want to see if if he talks about his Frank Sinatra project. No joke. He did a Frank Sinatra project. He recorded an album of Frank Sinatra tunes because apparently he has a daughter with Down syndrome who loves Frank Sinatra. I'm like, that is so fucking touching. Man. So I hope he talks about that. Anyway, she said something that I found interesting, where she said uh, that places like the Roadrunner and fans like you are, quote, keeping the rock alive in Boston, end quote. I'm like, oof, what? What do you mean? How does this overpriced venue keep the rock alive in Boston. And I, I, I hearken back to the conversation that I had with, with Bobby and with Donnie about how all the fucking divey clubs are gone and how the, all the places that, you know, unknown bands can play, they're gone. So Roadrunner is not keeping the rock alive. They're bringing in fucking uh, national acts, making, making money. Which is, you know, that's they're well within their right to do it. But please do not fucking blow smoke up our collective assholes and tell us that a venue like that is keeping the rock alive. When it's not. <laughs> it's just helping to tear it down a little bit more. Day by day, minute by minute, second by second. I didn't care for that line. As you can tell. It's like, please... Stop. I was really hoping she would tell us that she was friends with the guy, the guitarist from Seven Dust again, because she's only told everybody that 18,000 fucking times, probably more than that. Alas, she did not. So, um, <clears throat> anywho, I went to, uh, to LinkedIn today uh, and I, when I was unemployed I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn just because it was you know it was something that I sort of needed to do if you will um, and I got when you go there right it's literally just a, a bunch of bad news and a bunch of um, you know self-promoting and, and other crap but one of the things that that caught my eye is that there's there's like a a running layoffs page for all of the companies that are laying off hundreds and thousands of employees. Disney is laying off seven thousand jobs. Um, that was announced yesterday. eBay's cutting people. Zoom is cutting people. Salesforce cut a bunch of people. Um, 
a lot of companies, right? And it's like they all they all have the same fucking excuse, which is you know we need to cut costs. The thing of it is, right? You never see them. You never see one company do that. You never see one company announce uh, mass layoffs and then that's it, right? It just doesn't happen. They all fucking happen at once. And it's almost as if they all think, well, if we if we do it, no one will notice because Disney just cut 7,000. What, what, what are you doing? All you're doing is creating more fucking problems, not just for the people that you're laying off, but for everybody in general, because now you have all these fucking people trying to find a job all at the same fucking time. And then what's going to happen six months from now? Oh, nobody wants to work. Oh, you don't fucking say. Oh, you know, nobody likes to stay at the same job all the time. Oh, really? When your entire fucking uh, work existence for the vast majority of us is just making sure that you do enough to not get fucking fired or laid off. That's the goal. How fucking pathetic is that? Dig deep into that and realize just how fucking pathetic that is. That our entire existence, for the most part, you know, it's not all of us, okay? There are there are a lot of people that, uh, you know, work their jobs and do very well for an extended period of time because they're just good at their job. But there are hundreds of thousands of people in this country Millions of people on this planet whose entire existence is just trying to do enough to not get fired. That's it. That when your company decides that they need to cut costs for some ungodly, unknown reason because it's affecting the, the fucking stock price or it's affecting the, the salary of upper management, you just want to make sure that when they get to your name, they say, he's pretty good. She's pretty good, and they don't fire you. It's a very sad existence. It, you know, sure, people are going to quit and move around. I'm so guilty of that. I've done that for the last 30 fucking years. I am a perpetual... Uh, how would you put that? How would you how would you characterize somebody who constantly think that the other side of the fence has much greener grass than my own? I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. A greener a greener grass guy, but I can't say that because it'd be like a green gana gana one again. But that's me. I'm that guy. Constantly moving around, never staying in a fucking place long enough to, to like sink my teeth into it, if you will. Uh, always thinking that you know the other shit that I'm doing in my life is way more important than my actual job, which you know in in reality and in theory, it is, because my job should not be my personality. It should not be the most important thing in my life. That is pathetic. But it almost has to be if you want to make sure that you don't get fired or laid off when the time comes for your company to say, oh, geez, uh, costs are up. 
3%. So we should cut 7,000 fucking employees. Oh, we lost $10 billion in our streaming service because we we spent so much goddamn money on content and 90% of it was trash. So we lost $10 billion. So now we're going to cut 7,000 fucking jobs. Oh, great. And they get away with it. They all fucking get away with it. There's no accountability. And what do you think is going to happen? Now there's going to be a glut of people on unemployment. The unemployment's going to go up. And you're going to start hear you're going to start hearing uh, the Republicans screaming about how the unemployment rate is increasing. Well, that's because all your fucking friends laid off a whole bunch of fucking people. And now they're unemployed. <laughs> you don't fucking say. It's a vicious, stupid cycle that never ends. And it just, it it really makes me wonder why we put up this. <laughs> oh, I know why. Because humans are dumb. Really, just fucking dumb. Just so stupid that we put up with all this crap all the time. Yahoo. Yahoo stinks. And they're like, oh, we're laying off 20% of our workforce. When was the last time Yahoo was relevant? Seriously. It's a, it, honestly, I've been waiting for an answer. I just don't get it. I don't get much of anything, though, do I? No. I don't. I don't get it. This is going to be a short episode, uh, mainly because um, I'm exhausted. And two, I'm tired of talking. <laughs> Cry me a river. Cry me a river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good song, by the way, Cry me a river. I want Timberlake to make another record. Come on, man. Quit being like a, 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 a weird dad or whatever he is. Just make some music, man. He doesn't need to. The dude's a fucking bazillionaire. Bazillionaire. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I don't know. You talk about sports? Any sporty thing? What happened? What's going on in sports? Uh, Kevin Durant got traded. Kyrie Irving got traded. How about that? It's interesting. I mean, not really. I don't really care that much, quite frankly. The NBA is so strange. LeBron James, though, um, becoming the all-time scoring leader. I found that interesting. You know what else I found interesting about that? Was that Kareem was there to like, you know, hand him a ball during a, a ceremony, whatever. I have zero issue with LeBron James. I really do. I don't, you know, these people that say that they fucking hate the guy. I don't understand. Like, what has he done that is so bad other than being good at basketball? He, you know, look, LeBron James loves LeBron James. He's no different than any other pro athlete. He just happens to be one of the three best basketball players who's ever walked the planet. 
And the guy's 38, and he's putting, still putting up fucking monster numbers. The problem is, though, he he ends up in these situations where he's surrounded by incompetence. You know, uh, Miami wasn't, but for some reason he got fucking sick of it and then wanted to... He, I shouldn't say that. He was in Miami with a, uh, a strong-willed front office, a strong-willed head coach, and once Dwayne Wade was done, then it was like, okay, I'm moving back to Cleveland. I think that's how it went. Miami, then Cleveland, then L.A. Yeah, that's how it went. Um, and he did he he did good for uh, to the for the the people in Cleveland, the the long suffering Cavs fans and and Cleveland sports fans in general. So I, I you know I don't have an issue with the guy when he's playing the Celtics. I fucking hate his guts. But other than that, I don't, you know, he seems like a decent enough guy. He's just, he's, he's got a, a massive ego. Okay. Oh, wait, Jesus Christ. Fuck. Did I even talk about Tom Brady? Fuck. No. Shit. <laughs> Here I am talking about LeBron. I totally fucking forgot about Tom Brady. I didn't write it down. That's why. I'm stupid. Anyways, I don't really... I'm cool with LeBron. He's fine. He seems like a decent guy, just with a massive ego. Whatever. Whatever. Anyways, let's talk about Tom. Good on Tom for retiring when he was still uh, a very good quarterback. Like, very good quarterback. And he played on a garbage team this year. I'm very curious to see what he does moving forward. He said he's going to take the year off and then... uh, Get into TV. All right, fine, whatever. Good for you, bro. Do your TV, man. I'm very curious to see what pops up. Is he going to lean into, like, the TB12 shit? He sent in... Well, TB12 sent a fucking email today um, selling, like, TB12 hats. Like, not the... Not, like, the, the typical baseball hat that you see with some sort of new material or whatever. And I'm looking at it like that thing's fucking sharp. So I click on it. $75. Tom, $75. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I really like this fucking hat. I'm not going to buy it because it's 75 bucks. Come on, man. There's no need. podcast that he did with Jim Gray where they interviewed they, they had Bill Belichick on the show and like the, the conversation between the it wasn't even really a conversation they were it was almost like they were talking at each other in a way like but I had never heard Bill Belichick for 20 minutes just talk and it was fascinating it was absolutely fascinating. It was pure 1,000% Patriots porn. But it was it was super interesting. Just learning, like, hearing some of the behind, like, kind of pseudo behind-the-scenes shit. Like, talking about why he treated Brady like he treated the rest of his players. And how he learned it from Bob Knight. Because Bob Knight had Michael Jordan on the Olympic team in like 1984. It's like, wow, are you fucking kidding me? 
But, you know, Tom was very reflective. Bill was very reflective. Even fucking Rob Gronkowski, when he came on, was reflective, even though he sounded like a doofus. Not entirely. But, uh, yeah, it was it, it was really good. Except for Jim Gray. All Jim Gray has managed to make a career out of being a fucking... Hanger on, if you will. He did it with LeBron. And now he's done it with Tom. He's like that fucking... You know, when you're like washing your balls... And there's that... Something like gets caught in, in one of your pubes. And as you're washing your balls, you know, it's, it's kind of like stuck. Uh, you know, it's like lint... And, and fabric that, you know, from your underwear or whatever, and it gets a kind of ball and you got to pull. And you like pull some of the hair out. That's Jim Gray. Just hanging on balls. This fucking jerk wagon is sitting there just, his entire job was to read like pre-agreed, uh, pre-discussed questions. Uh, mainly to be the patsy, the, the lackey. Tom. And then when he was done with that, he would move on to an ad read. Like a, an overexcited ad read that sounded horribly fake, but they're all from like, you know, top-notch fucking companies. With the exception of the Golden Nugget Casino, which was like, how the fuck did this thing get in there? But good on you, Golden Nugget. Everybody's talking about you. So good for Tom. I'm looking forward to the retirement uh, ceremony this season and the uh, jersey retirement, number retirement, I should say, because there's no way they would give the number 12 to fucking anybody. That thing's retired. Don't do not do this Red Sox Roger Clemens shit where you never give 21 away, but you don't actually retire the number enough. Just fucking retire the thing next year and be done with it. I really would like to see him do the one-day contract thing, even though I fucking hate that thing. I just don't feel it's not right for him to retire as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. You know, it's just not... I know he won a title, whatever, but it's just not right. Just don't do it. So yeah, Tommy. Good luck to you, pal. Thanks for everything. Appreciate you. Um, yeah. So there you go. I have a voicemail. I got a voicemail today. I have no idea who it's from. It's an anonymous voicemail. It's not good. But I'm going to play it anyway. Mr. LaPointe, it's uh, Barack Obama. Um, I'm here today to uh, have a complaint. Um, in recent times, filters, they've been subsidizing the uh, the packaging for them. We went from 12 to 8, and as time has gone on, I'm finding less and less 12-packs. So that's my uh, American-related grievance for today, and, uh, you know, go USA. It's a terrible Barack Obama impression. Terrible. So um, if you left that voicemail, improve your Obama impression. And then the take, like, what do you, what do you, 
Talking about seltzers? That's your complaint? That you can't find a 12-pack of high noons? Come on. I don't think you're looking hard enough. Here's my take on seltzers, right? Uh, I don't dislike them. My assumption is that, like, the new ones, once they get, like, popular and, uh, and, and, and they start selling, that's when they just cut back. They cut from 12 to 8 so that you have to buy more. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. So, I mean, if your general complaint is that you can't find seltzers to get drunk, switch just to vodka. Just buy a bottle of vodka. Drown yourself in sea ice vodka for $8.99 a, a handle. You'll find that it's, you know, it's cheaper. And according to my buddy Rob, vodka is vodka is vodka. I disagree with them wholeheartedly. But yeah. Plus, you know, subsidizing? That's the wrong word. To use that word incorrectly. I mean, I'm just tearing this fucking thing apart. But please, call back. Give me, give me a coherent take next time. <laughs> give me a, co a coherent complaint. Other than, uh, you know, I can't find 12 packs of, of Hurley's. <laughs> oh, man. This show stinks. <clears throat> next week's show will be better. It's a solemn promise. I think next week will also be a Friday show. Just because I'm hoping the... Uh, uh, the Broadcast Palace will be up and running by next Thursday. Fingers fucking crossed. Fingers crossed, man. Really, really hope so, because um, doing this in the house is not ideal. Working at the dining room table, less so. Uh, working in my wife's office is okay, but it's still a tad cramped for me. I don't know why. But it is. Now, I'm, this is just a stream of consciousness part of the program where I'm just talking thoughts. I was just so thrown by uh, limited fake Barack Obama. I stole that from Dan Levitard. Anyways, um, moving on. As it is the uh, end of the show, and as it is Friday, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. It is time for three gripes. Gripe number one, Lays. They have been a constant target on this program, Lays. Jennifer and I are at the uh, local grocery store, and I left out the fucking... Ah, damn it, I'm so bad at this. We're at the grocery store, and there's a sale on Lay's potato chips. You know how much that sale was? 
two for eight bucks. Two bags of Lay's potato chips for eight dollars. And you're probably saying to yourself, David, that's not terrible. Oh, it is. It wasn't the party size. Regular size, Lay's potato chips, multiple varieties, two for $8. Do you know how much is in a regular bag of Lay's potato chips nowadays? Seven and three quarters ounce. Seven and three quarters ounce in a regular sized bag of Lay's potato chips. They have made these fuckers so small, just tiny bit smaller. Like year over year, smaller, 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 smaller. Constantly fucking the general public. The general potato chip loving public. Making the bag smaller, jacking up the price, and, and hoping that people don't fucking notice when they put shit on sale for two for eight bucks. Stop it. Get fucked, Lays. You understand? Get fucked. Like, I gotta be a fucking Utz guy. Because, uh, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not stooping to store brand chips. No way. Not going back. Not going back to those days. <laughs> I'm not going back to store brand chips, all right? I had to do that when, when growing up when we were fucking poor. Store brand chips. Store brand cookies. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted to talk about something that I saw at the grocery store. So the local grocery store, there's a manager in there. This this girl can't be any older than like 28, 29 years old. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at her, and, she, and she's not unattractive by any stretch. She's an attractive young woman. And I, th I thought to myself, hmm, like her walking around the way that she was walking around in the store, like she's a grocery store nine. All day, every day, grocery store nine, easily. General public, six, six and a half. That's quite the spread, is it not? A grocery store nine, a general public six. A grocery store nine. Oh, that's funny, David. Nice job, buddy. Nice job, you fucking creep. Yeah, grocery store nine. Yeah, you're a creep. Gripe number two, sales team incentives. I work uh, in sales. I've worked in sales for a very long time, and I've had to endure uh, stupid games uh, that are created by management to get to get salespeople like excited about doing their job. Before I move further though, right? I understand why they do it. It's an engagement exercise. They want people to be not just focused on their job, but focused on, on little things that, that, that need gradual improvement. Okay. Whether it be, you know, reporting or phone calls or not, it's never, not entirely just, hey, 
whoever makes the most sales wins. It's never that. It's always like little things so that everybody can be involved. I'm new. Okay. And I'll be honest, right now, I'm kind of struggling. I'm kind of struggling. It's all a time management thing for me. I don't know how to get fucking people off the phone. Because as you can tell, I kind of enjoy talking. So I have a hard time ending phone calls with nice people. So the the stupid little games that, that we play that we have to endure on a regular basis, I just, I can't. They drive me nuts. Because then you always have somebody on your team that's like, you know, the super fucking aggressive, like, yeah, I want to win the contest. Like, they're going to get, I don't know, a special place in heaven for winning the the January 2023 sales fucking contest. <laughs> Doesn't make them bad people. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Honestly, I, I'm in another environment where everybody I work with, I genuinely like. They're all nice people. Uh, I enjoy being in the office around them. I enjoy talking to them. Um, Some aspects of this job make me want to pull my fucking hair out. Mainly because I'm just so ignorant to so many aspects of the job. And it drives me nuts. Being a bit of a control freak, it kind of, it makes me crazy. And it ruins my... Uh, ability to do the job properly. So I have, I'm going to have to take like the next few weeks work way too many hours to try to like, uh, do, I guess for the lack of a better term, do more, but it's all wrapped into this fucking sales and teams incentive contest bullshit. Like stop just, you know, instead of having to take like a couple hours out of the week to, to deal with this stuff, can't we just like, you know, try to do our job better <laughs> like give me a training that would help give me a give me a, a bit of direction give me something that doesn't involve uh like prizes you know and i'm appreciative if there's prizes i'm fine i'm down with that but like it's you know they put us in teams i'm on a team like with one girl who is a high performer And another girl who's also a fairly high performer. And so they're carrying my fat, bloated ass on this team. And so, uh, you know, it's like I feel bad because I'm not carrying my own weight. Gripe number three. The cell phone camera people at shows. Posted something on the Instagram page, at Complaints Pod of uh, a show, the the show on Wednesday night, where this woman, the entire show, this fucking broad is standing there filming. She's filming the whole fucking show on her phone. And so there are a couple of instances where I'm looking down at the stage and all I can see is her arm in the air holding this phone. The complete lack of awareness for the people that are behind you at a fucking concert that can't see. You're you're going to waste your battery filming this fucking... You're going to take all this storage space in your phone. You're never going to watch that. 
If you do, you'll watch it once, and then that'll be it. And who wants to watch that? Like, the sound is not going to come through very well. Uh, you're constantly moving your hand around, so it's not like you're getting, like, a, a, a constant, clear video. There are people in front of you moving around. Yet, you need so badly to block the view of the people behind you. The fucking cat is, like, crawling up my back. What are you doing, pal? You're almost as annoying as the cell phone video lady at the show the other night. Just, I fucking don't like it. You know, and, and if you try to say something to them, you know, they look at you like they like you've got fucking 12 heads. It's a weak complaint, but they, like that's fucking, that's the show. That's all I got. I'm tapped, tapping out. It's too late to be doing this. Tapping out. Hello, Gussie. Hello, Gus. You're a good boy. Most of the time. Um, you can find me at ComplaintsPod on Twitter. At ComplaintsPod on Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I can't do anything with. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. Uh, you can also find me on post at complaints pod. You can find me on Mastodon, maybe. I'm not sure how that works, but I'm, I'm on there, I think. Uh, 617-657-4736. You can call in with a complaint and or an observation. Or a limited fake impression. Anything that you want, you can call in. And it's appreciated. I will definitely play it no matter what it is. I'm going to play it. Content, 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 motherfuckers. Next week, very excited for the interview that I have for you with a writer and author, uh, Robert Dean. His new book is called Existential, Existential, yeah, I fucked it up, Existential Thirst Trap. And you can go to uh, barnesandnoble.com, pre-order. It'll be released on May 8th. I enjoyed it. He sent me a, um, a digital copy. I enjoyed it. There were a handful. Of, it's it's a, an essay collection of his past work uh, that have been published in various places. And there's a lot of interesting stuff. The way he writes uh, is great. He's an interesting cat. And so I'm looking forward to playing that for you next week. Next week should be a long show. A big show. Episode number 150. Huh, Gus? Yes. You have anything to say? Huh? Anything to say? No? You can add a little gravitas to the program? Mm-hmm. No? All right, pal. You gotta go. Um, 617-657-4736. Call in next week. Check out that show. Tell your friends. Check out The Quiet Violent. Um, what else can you check out? Um... You could check out, like, anything, really. But please, tell your friends to listen to my show. Maybe. I don't know. But that's it. As always, please take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.
without speech, I am speechless.